Hello, this is your host, Marshall Fields, and welcome to Positive Communication Habits and Thought Process, or P-Chat-P for short. Here, we talk about real-life experiences and mindsets that help us navigate difficult conversations, even if we're just talking to ourselves. We can change the world by changing how we talk to it. Hello, hello. I am so excited to have our guest today with us. Um, It's going to be an awesome show. I think you'll be entertained, educated, inspired, encouraged. I have today none other than Dr. Serenity White. Um, She's Associate Director for the Social Innovation for the Office of Technology and Commercialization, where she develops and manages new innovation and entrepreneurship programs focused on inclusive innovation and creating equitable access to entrepreneurship and innovation training for underrepresented innovators at UK and in Kentucky. Serenity earned her doctorate from University of Kentucky in policy, measurement, and evaluation. Her research interests include equity and access to opportunities. Serenity employs a hard science approach through a lens of cultural competency of her theoretical orientation. She is passionate about advocating for those who struggle to access opportunities available for them. She also taught high school for eight years, served as an associate dean for diversity and international student services at Transylvania University. She worked in city government. Uh, Actually, she works in city government and served as the Gatton Honors Pathway Director and Co-Director for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion for the Gatton College of Business Economics. Some things that folks have said about her, and uh, yes, she'll find out I have been snooping on her social media (laughs) presence. Um, uh, uh, Brad Zapp from Venture Capital Investing, she said, uh, he said, Serenity is a thoughtful leader who is great at making connections and collaboration. The sign of a true leader is the ability to make people feel welcome and part of a team. And then Haley McCoy, president and CEO at Kentucky Association for Economic Development, said, I'm thrilled our Commonwealth has such a skilled leader as Dr. Serenity Wright, who can identify and address the core issues in these important DEI contexts and guide us toward an effective path forward. And then Sandy Anderson, Director of Academic Advising and Advising Support Services at Lipscomb University. She said, I had the privilege of working on Serenity's Honors Pathway core team and never enjoyed collaboration efforts more because of her dynamic and focused leadership skills. She truly has a heart for helping people, uh, helping guide uh, students not only to the benefit of themselves, but to strive to benefit their communities as well. So with no no further ado, I want to welcome uh, Dr. Serenity White. Well, thank you. That was lovely. So happy to have you here. Um, you know, I really appreciate you uh, taking some time to hang out with me and, uh, you know, just get to know you and, and talk about some topics that I know uh, our folks will want to hear about. So um, how's your day been so far? Uh, so far, so good. Um, public schools are out today for election day. So 
Um, you know, it's always kind of a wild card when you're working from home with children. Oh, yes. I am aware before we started recording, uh, because this is a home studio, I walked out of the office and I said, no, look, right. yeah. <laughs> you know, dad's about to be recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. That's right. Yeah, pretty sure there was a pillow fight down the hall. And I was like, we're just going to close all the doors. Like, I don't care what you do, but don't open a door. Just don't open the door. Keep the door shut. Whatever you do, stay in there. I want everyone to get to know you a little bit better. I've had the pleasure of working with you a few times and even getting to uh, uh, visit your um, your your workplace. Uh, but mm-hmm. I love to learn about people through what they've posted. So... We're going to talk about uh, what you posted. And I'm just going to show you some right. uh, pictures. We'll have some dialogue about it. And we'll even unpack some things a little further. But tell me about this. Are you... <laughs> uh, what's what's going on here? Um, I do not love having my picture taken. I just don't... I don't feel... Um, you know, some people are just naturally photogenic and they love having their picture taken and I just don't. Um, but I feel obligated to do, you know, maybe socially bullied is a better word to do, you know, required milestone photos, right? So that, you know, I don't do annual family photos because I'm just not (laughs) that with it. Um, But, you know, once every three to five years, um, we'll do family photos. So this was several years ago, and we were working with a wonderful photographer um, who just understood, like, dressy, traditional photos is not my vibe, like, most days I'm like, did I shower today or <laughs> this week? Or I actually don't know <laughs> when it happened, right? There's, there's just too many things in life, right? Did the kids get fed? Did I get all my work done? Who's doing laundry, right? There's too many other more important things. Um, so I was like, I don't want, like, I don't want traditional photos. Like, we can do that because... I feel obligated to, but I would really rather do something that's more fun or adventurous, you know, like we don't get dressed up and go to dinner. Like we play in the dirt and go for hikes and we're highly competitive. So she, she was like, well, why don't you Google some action photos and how would you like to represent that? Right. Right. She said, is it games that you all play? And I said, no, because we can't play them anymore because now we're angry at each other. So it can't be things that we used to do together um, because we're too competitive for that. So um, I found some photos of people doing acro yoga and I just screenshotted a bunch of photos. And then we were actually in Mexico Um for vacation. Again, this was several years ago. And I was like, okay, (laughs) there's nobody here that we know. There's no way we can look stupid. We're in Mexico, but we're in the gym. So let's just figure it out. And we crashed more times than we were successful. 
Um, because we didn't actually know how, like, how do you get there? Like, I don't know. So <laughs> based on the pictures, we just tried to figure it out. And that this is how we chose to um, represent who we are as a, as a couple. Well, I mean, that's the beauty of a photograph. Like, if you catch it, it's there. So as far as the whole world knows, you are like this super yoga acrobatic, per, uh, you know, when I, was, I said, oh, is she into yoga? So, okay, that's cool. Is, uh, is that the hub yeah. there? It is. It is. Um, it's my life partner. Um, you know, I, uh, I often compare us to a section out of Winnie the Pooh. Okay. Um, because there's a, there's a piece of a story and it's a windy day. It's called a, the, it's called a blustery day. Um, and Pooh and Piglet are holding hands and the drawing is from behind and Piglet has a balloon and the balloon is whipping around in the wind. Um, and Piglet is so afraid they're going to lose their balloon and Pooh's like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Like, I'm here. It's okay. And so I often use that as a reference to us. He is poo, just going to keep everything together. And I'm the balloon. I'm not even piglet. I'm the balloon that's up here just like whipping around <laughs> all crazy and full of chaos um, and just kind of doing whatever. And he's just like, it's okay. <laughs> it's just you know, ride the tide. It's so cool to be balanced though, right? Um, you know, everyone, if we all had the same personality, that we would all go crazy at the same time. Uh, you know, my wife and I, yes. uh, we kind of describe it as we take turns being crazy and we're crazy for different reasons. Like what I'm doing right now, That's right. being on screen, this would freak her out. Like she would absolutely freak out. She's not one of those people who's you know, comfortable being in front of, you know, the camera or whatever. Um, me, on the other hand, uh, there will be times where just the daily task associated with living, I'm just like, oh, Oh, this is a lot. You know, yeah. This is, this, this is a yes. lot. And so we, we just, we balance each other. So I definitely get that. Um, she would probably say I'm Tigger and um, she would be between Pooh and Piglet for sure. So, mm. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. So let, let's talk about what's going on here. Uh, so my sister, I'm the oldest of four and my youngest sister is 14 years younger than I am. Um, and she won a campus award at the university of Kentucky. She also works at the university. All four siblings are currently employed by the university of Kentucky. Nepotism. Um, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Um, and she won the staff award. So that group photo that she's in are all the nominees, um, for the staff award, but she won, she won the award out of all of the nominees. Um, and I'm so incredibly proud of who she is. Um, and I'm fascinated by, the environments in which we've been professionally raised, right? Um, as someone who really kind of doubled doubles down on the, on the equity piece and, and the access piece, 
um, while trying to figure out who I am as a, as a professional, as a person in the professional space, right? The things that I struggle with are not the same as the things that she has struggled with. Um, the, the areas that I found my strengths are things that she doesn't have to deal with. Um, so in a lot of ways, I am encouraged by the ways in which, uh, she's been allowed to shine as a biracial female in the workplace in ways that I did not feel like I could while also being like, how else are you going to cut your teeth? Like if everybody's just so freaking appreciative of you, what are you doing? Like, how are you learning anything? You're not growing. You're not being challenged. Where's your adversity? Like, okay, right? Where's, where's your, yeah. yeah. Where have you struggled? What? <laughs> but yeah, I'm so very proud of her, um, in the work that she's done. Um, but that's her with the two of us. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's gotta be cool to just have, you know, that type of moment to share with her. Uh, I'm certain it took a lot of work to get there, but um, I loved your post and how you pointed out the fact that when she had the opportunity to speak and accept the award, uh, she actually pointed back mm -hmm. to uh, people who were doing work in the community and putting focus on women and using that platform to bring more attention uh, to, to the good work that got her there in the first place. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of leading with love and leading with gratitude. And um, so to see her model that, right, in a ballroom full of people um, and to really stay grounded in the humility of of the work, right? Nowhere, Nobody gets anywhere alone, right? So... Yes, she was the award winner, um, but she didn't get there by herself. So to watch her model that gratitude and to lead from that space and take advantage of the moment to model that, um, yeah, it was really cool. So speaking of leading, we have another image here, and I, I had to throw some text in because I just, I loved everything about this post. Um, you know, there are a lot of buzzwords going around these days. Um, but when I saw humanize, I said, Oh, people, people need to see this. So, so tell me what's going on in this photo. Yeah. So I, um, had the amazing opportunity to speak as part of the good business summit, uh, in Louisville. Um, this was really a facilitated conversation between myself and Winnie, um, about, equity work, right? And our different focus areas inside of that and how we do that. Um, and not from a philosophical standpoint, this wasn't about making the case. It was about tools, right? And really, how do you do it? Um, and I'm, I'm a big fan of sharing practical tips and tricks and next steps and things that you can actually do to move forward as opposed to just thinking about it, right? I don't I don't want, yes, I want you to leave thinking about it, but I don't want that to be the only thing you can do, right? I want you to be able to do something with your thoughts when you have them. Um, and, uh, you know, the biggest takeaway for us was in this piece about humanizing 
the work that we do, you know, especially when it comes to things related to equity or expanding access, it's so easy to forget, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in being overwhelmed by everything that has to be done or being overwhelmed by the weight of what you're trying to do or um, not even knowing where to start, right? Sometimes we can't even realize who we're leaving out, who we're not thinking about, where the gaps are, right? Um, and it, when we do that and when we find comfort, when we find comfort in the work, we forget about the people we're impacting. So if we don't stay uncomfortable, if we don't stay regularly challenging ourselves to think through, who am I forgetting? Who cannot access this resource? Who cannot because they can't see it, because it's not available to them, because they don't know how to navigate, whatever it is. When we forget that, we dehumanize the work and it just becomes work. It just becomes tasks. If we stay people-centered, if we stay focused on the human element, then that work becomes tangible. It becomes, it becomes empathetic. It becomes compassionate. It becomes something more than work and it becomes closer to vocation right? How am I really going to change and impact my space? And what do I want that to look like? So that's what that was about. Well, you should probably find something to do that you're passionate about because it sounds like this is kind of a willy-nilly <laughs> thing for you. Um, just giving some free career advice here, just that's maybe right. something that that's you right. really feel and can advocate for, you know, to do with it what you will, you know, I'm, you know, <laughs> absolutely absolutely um, we're going to unpack this a bit okay mm. this was an article I came across and I read the whole thing and I got to learn even more about you but this word of you know covering to, to, to really understand that and embrace it I think it's a nice segue from where you were just talking about um, humanizing the work. Share a little bit about this article. Anytime I speak anywhere, I, I end with some signature taglines. One of them is do it scared. And this was scary. Um, I know as a society, we tend to operate from a place of people love to talk about themselves. I don't love to talk about myself. <laughs> I, it actually makes me very uncomfortable. So to agree to do this was me trying to practice what I preach in being scared. And it stemmed from a place of, of, unwavering trust in Josh Miller, 
who, who wrote the article from our conversation. Um, and you know, I think trust is misapplied a lot in the professional workspace and we remove the weight of the duality in trust, right? Because trust is more than just, do I trust you to do the work? It's, do I trust that I can show up as a mom, as an unclean mom, (laughs) with chaos in the background? I don't know if you heard the screaming. (laughs) About five minutes ago, as clearly we opened the door, I asked them to not open, (laughs) you know, do I, do I trust that I can take a call from the car and not be judged because I'm in transit with my kids because I'm trying to integrate work and life? Do I trust that I can show up in jeans or sweatpants and not be seen and have that not impact who I am as a professional, right? Do I trust that I can make a mistake and forget to send the calendar invite, which I do once a month where I only invite myself to the meeting, right? Like, you know, these trust is about vulnerability and knowing that we're going to have support regardless of what we do. And it takes real work to get there. So I have unwavering trust in Josh, who facilitated this conversation. Um, And it stemmed from a light bulb moment that I I had with my 11-year-old. I'm not from here. I wasn't raised here. I was raised in Indonesia. I'm Chinese-Indonesian. And um, that... That part of me is very important to me. It's very important to my children. Um, And, you know, if you read the article, there's a piece in there about me uncovering being an ESL and English as a second language learner. Um, And it took my son to identify that for me and for me to understand why there are so many things that uh, particularly related to emotions that I can't communicate. They don't translate from one language to another, right? Or why I've struggled. I struggled so hard in academic writing to apply what I learned as opposed to just regurgitating what I learned. Um, but it really took trust from a leader um, empathy and compassion. And that doesn't mean it's all warm, fuzzy, right? That it was always perfect. Um, but the leadership that I was talking about in this article, you know, there were challenges and there were, um, disagreements, but they were respectful. They always stemmed from a place of how do I, how do I become better? Even when I messed it up, I was never scared to say, this is what happened. I was never scared to say, I don't know what to do. 
but found myself running to this leadership to say like, this has never happened to me. I don't know what, I don't know what to, I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know how to frame the conversation. Right. And to be told like, don't worry about it. Just start talking. Hmm. We'll figure it out. And in, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just in doing that, right. And having that modeled for me, it allowed me to uncover different parts of me and to become proud of these elements that I not just hadn't exposed before, but hadn't even internalized or acknowledged before. Thank you all for tuning in. This concludes episode five, part one of building equitable communities, fostering greatness and humanizing your work. Check out part two, where we discuss communicating in a way that promotes psychological safety, using empathy to humanize interactions and celebrating our uniqueness, leading people with sustainable approaches. We also spin the wheel of topics. My guest will spin the wheel of topics, whichever topic it lands on. They must answer a series of questions that progress in difficulty with zero preparation. The topics include religion, economics, entertainment, education, labor, law, politics, sex, and war. Stay connected, like, and subscribe. If you like this episode and if you like PChatP, you can find and subscribe on all major podcast platforms. You can support us at pchatp.com. We hope you join us in changing the world by changing how we talk to it. This episode was directed and produced by Marshall Fields with music and audio engineering by Chris Brueggemann.